continually pray for uh, state of Texas as it looks like the storm is just still raging out there. And please keep those people in your uh, prayers. Didn't our worship team do a wonderful job this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to see Sister Gibbons with us this morning. Let's give Sister Gibbons a hand this morning. Amen. So good to see her and um, what the Lord has been doing in her life. God has been touching her body and healing her. And, and just once again, I, I thank everybody for being here this morning and continually pray for all the um, people that are traveling um, this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I uh, think my nephew forgot to bring my little prop over here for me. These young people, praise God, amen. We love them, don't we? Amen. Yeah, they listen good, don't they? Amen, praise God. You have to tell them 10, 15 times, amen. Come on, Mom and Dad. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. How many times you got to tell your kids to clean up their room? Amen. I walked in the bathroom after Marta was done the other day, and I'm a hairdryer here, towel here, stuff off brushes here, and I thought, Lord, this is just a preteen stage. What is a teen stage? Lord, have mercy. I want to talk just for a, <clears throat> just for a few minutes this morning um, on the reversed eclipse. How many of you bought the uh, you bought the fancy glasses a couple weeks ago to watch the eclipse? How many of you how many how many of you seen some beautiful pictures that was on television of the uh, eclipse? Wasn't Tina actually uh, back kind of uh, had her phone and we went out to the cross there and she took a beautiful picture. Uh, it was beautiful of the cross when it was um, beaming uh, down the the eclipse. NASA. Uh, says an eclipse takes place when one heavenly body, such as a moon or a planet, moves into a shadow of another heavenly body. There are two types of eclipse on the earth, an eclipse of the moon and the eclipse of the sun. A reverse eclipse would mean the sun is covering the moon. Is that not what the Word of God teaches you and I? That Jesus, the light of the world, is so supposed to cover our life. Our families, our children, our friends, our co-workers, only to see Jesus, the hope of glory in our life. The question today is, how much are they seeing Jesus in you, and how much are people, other people seeing Jesus in me? The Bible said, man loves darkness because their deeds are evil. John chapter 3 and verse 19 says, this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The reason we see so much sin, we see so much evil is because people are in spiritual darkness. We're living in a very, very dark world, church. We're living in a world that is very, very Dark. Millions of people today live in the darkness of witchcraft, drugs, alcohol, violence, gambling, lying, stealing, killing, political correct, not to offend anyone. There is darkness all around us. Day after day after day, we look in the eyes of someone that darkness has stripped them of their life. Darkness is getting crazier and crazier 
by the moment. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, but darkness for light and light for darkness, bitterness for sweet and sweet for bitterness. They feel that there's nothing wrong with fornication, adultery, murder, hatred, planting bombs, shooting people, and failing to serve a living God. That's why 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 19 says, You have done all of this evil. Our world is running wild. Our world is running crazy of the evil that has taken over the United States of America. I, I've, I was just read a little news clip of how crazy again North Korea is, at, uh, is acting. And it don't take but one push of the button to send us in chaos around the world. And we have evil men, a lot of evil men at the platform or a lot of evil men at the steering wheel, uh, Brother Mark, of these countries that are just evil men. That they love, actually love darkness more than they love light. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light of life. When Christ lives in us, we become the light of the world because of Christ. But for some reason, we want to live in, I, in the church world. I've seen over the last over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and Paul talks about this in First Thessalonians in chapter four. He talks about that the it seems like the Christians are wanting to attach themselves or see how close to the world that they can get, brother Gibbons. It used to be in some of these uh, old-timey churches that when I was a kid, and I know some of you had grandmas and, and granddaddies and aunt and uncles, I'm sure, when you were children, took you to church. But there used to be an old saying, you know, how far can I keep from the world? But now it is how close can I get to the world, Sister Tina, and still call myself a born-again Christian. If you want to know what a Christian should act like, if you want to know what a Christian should be, ask a sinner. Think, think about that. Uh, you, get, you get one of the old buddies all drunked up a little bit, and you talk to him about church. He'll tell you that he shouldn't be drinking. He'll tell you he shouldn't be lying. He'll tell you he shouldn't be cheating. He'll tell you all the things that he shouldn't be doing. But it seems like in the Christian church today, and I know I might sound a little old-timey because I'm starting to get a little gray hair, uh, hair but, but church where, where just some churches and some people and even sometimes in our life we see how close we can live to the world instead of how close we can live to heaven. First Thessalonians, Paul wrote it this way. Paul tells them to live a holy life. Paul's talking to the local church here. Listen to his strong words. He says, Christian brothers, we ask you because of the Lord Jesus 
to keep on living in a way that will please God. I have already told you how to grow in your Christian life. Paul is telling that local church. I've already told you, 1 Thessalonians in verse 4, he says, I've already told you how to live before. That's Paul there. I've already told you how to grow a Christian life. The Lord Jesus gave us the right and the power to tell you what to do. Paul is saying, you know, early church, God has gave me the power as Paul, as the apostle, as the pastor, as the evangelist. He has ordained me and he has spoken to me and he has called me to tell you how to live. I was sharing with someone the other day. I've counseled people before and they look at me like I am crazy then. But six or seven years later, Sister Tina, they're coming back weeping. When I said you need to watch what you're allowing to go on in your family, you got to watch... Uh, sir, what you're taking in when no one else is watching. And, and I look like kind of like a fool in a counseling session, but do you know later, five years later, some of these men and the same people are coming back to talk to me, and I wasn't quite as dumb as I looked the first time because that's what Paul was telling them. He said, I've told you before, and I'm going to, here it is, I'm going to tell you again. This is what he said. God wants you to be holy. In 2017, God wants you to be holy. You must keep away from sex sins. Okay, let's just blow right past that. When we read it. I wrote that before and I said, oh, there's grandmas in the house. I'm going to have to just roll right past that scripture. But Paul is talking to the church. 2017, I read an article not long ago that 40 to 50% of pastors have committed adultery. The statistics are crazy in church. It's not talking to the world for the way he's talking to the local church. It's hard, but he, he says to the local church, God wants each of you to, to use your body in the right way by keeping it holy and by respecting it. You should not use it to please your own desires like people who do not know God. No man should do wrong to his Christian brother. Here it is. In anything. The Lord will punish a person who does. I have told you this before. For God has not called us to live in sin. He has called us to live a holy life. The one who turns away from this teaching does not turn away from man. But he turns away from God. It is God who has given us his Holy Spirit. Paul is telling the church people. Does this sound like a group of people that are involved in church? Does this sound like a group of people that are letting their light shine? Does this sound like a group of people that are out getting people saved? No. 
this sounds like a church in 1 Thessalonians before they ever, come, they ever come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And they've allowed sin to creep in their life. The question is, what is dimming your light? How many of you hot? It's hot in here. Somebody turn the air conditioner down just a little bit. Lord Jesus. How many this morning know that you are the light of the world? So I brought this little illustration up this morning. And is that anybody's eyes there? What dims our light? We are the darkness of humanity. It's dark out there, church. Sin is running rapid. Sin is running rapid. The problem is sin is running rapid in our local churches. And we don't want to talk about it. Which makes you and I our light, I put down, is there a sin that you've been petting, dimming your light? Uh, is there unforgiveness you've been compromising with that's dimming your light? Oh, Is there something God has been dealing with you about and you keep disobeying and disobeying in sin? Is it dimming your light? Is what's coming out of your mouth dimming your light? Is things that you are pace, uh, uh, putting on Facebook dimming, oh Lord Jesus, help me, dimming your light? Is the places you go dimming your light? Is people you're hanging out with dimming your light? The question this morning is, in a dark and dying world, that you and I are called to be the light of the world in a dark and dying world. The children, the preteens, the teens, your moms, your dads, your uncles, your aunts, your family. What? Is dimming your light? You have to answer that question this morning yourself. What is dimming your light? I was thinking about this this morning. I was asking the Lord about this sermon. And I said, God, the desires, our fleshly desires... What does all of that wrap up to be? And he said, selfishness. That in our own selfish desires, we give in to the flesh. 
Let me give you an example. The Lord showed me this morning. How many men in here like action movies? Oh, come on, guys, you wimps. Come on. How many of you boys like, all right, let me go with the young men. How many young men like action movies? All right. All right. Wayne raised his hands as a young man. Praise God. He's got the faith, okay? You like action movies, okay? You don't, you don't like these crying, crazy movies, all right? You like action movies, all right? We're talking about being the light of the world. So I, I, I like, I like uh, army movies. I was a big fan of Rocky. You know, he could have kept on making them just because they're action movies, different action movies, okay? But I, I was thinking this morning, so it, it, use me for an example. What if I had been, uh, I'm working at a, talking about the light of the world, I'm working at a, at a company and I'm a, a salesman and I keep witnessing to JoJo. And JoJo keeps telling me, yeah, I, I, I think that church stuff is crazy. I, I, I'm not interested in it. But over and over for the next two, three, four, five years, I keep witnessing to him about Jesus, the light of the world. He's got a lot of things going on in his life. And so I'm witnessing to him about Jesus, okay? This movie comes out. I like action movies, okay? So I decide, I decide that I'm going to go to the movie that night. And in that action movie, they got a lot of action going on. But within that, they have, uh, they have, uh, they're using Jesus' name in vain. They're, there's a, a lot of pornography in it. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. Okay. My flesh, my flesh, say my flesh. I know. My flesh desires and likes action movies, right? So I show up and I go to that movie. Lo and behold, I didn't know JoJo was going to be there. And he sees me watching that stuff, what happens the next day when I go to work? I don't have any light at all. I don't have any light at all. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ, he lives within me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. I have, Paul said, I have to die on a daily basis. I have to give up my desires on a daily basis. I have to die in the things that I say. I have to die in the things I want to do, the places I want to go, the person that I really want to be, and the people I get involved with. I have to die daily for the sake of Christ living through me, the hope of glory. If I want to influence people as a Christian, I have to die to myself, not living to myself. Galatians 5, 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify desiring the things of the flesh. How many of you, like the pastor, like to gratify your flesh at times? Come on, come on. Come on, sure, sure, sure. We like to do the things of the flesh, don't we? We like, come on, we like to, come on. We like to go to places at times, we like to do things. We like to be involved in things that gratify the flesh. Exactly. Sure, we all do. 
Paul said, step back. See, I can't, I've said this before from the pulpit. I can't tell you, I can't tell you that you are going to hell if you drink a glass of wine. I can't do that. I don't think you're going to hell if you drink a glass of wine. I can't say that. I can't say that you're going to hell if you smoke a cigarette. If God wants you to smoke, you to put a chimney on top of your head, but, he, he, you know, he don't. I'm not saying you're going to hell, but I am saying one thing that a sister, and I'll say Sister Tina Bartley said it, which prompted my sermon. It might not be the sin, but what does it look like? And if it looks like it's going to hinder somebody getting saved, I am not going to do it. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. I just got to tell myself, you know what? It might not be nothing completely wrong with that, but if I do that, is it going to offend my witness for Jesus Christ? Amen? Jesus is the light of the world. He's supposed to cover our life. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. See your godly life and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That will change their life. They will see the difference Christ has made in your life. And they will see how much you are in love with the man called Jesus. I asked this morning as I, I asked myself this question. Where is our influence? How much influence are we making in other people's lives? How much influence are we making in the lives of this community and this world? Where is our, is our light bright before the Lord? How many want your light bright before the Lord? How many want your light shining bright before Jesus? That they see Jesus in me. The hope of glory. Hope of glory. So, what is dimming our lives? What is in our life that little by little that is dimming that light? For as the light grows dimmer and dimmer, I have less effect in the darkness. And the less and less it gets dimmer, the less and less effect. As this gets dimmer, you can see it gets darker, doesn't it? As it gets dimmer, but the more the light shines, what is dimming your light? It's bright. Jesus covers me. What is dimming your light this morning? Kevin, is it anything in your life that is dimming your light? Is it something I have said or I keep saying? Is it something I'm doing or keep doing? Is it someplace I'm going? Is it something I'm, I said it before, I'm putting on multimedia? What is just dimming my light? Does it matter, Pastor? It matters if you're a born-again Christian. Does it really matter, Pastor? It matters if you call yourself a Christian. It matters how you live before the Lord. It's called Christian living. I want Jesus...
to be so bright in my life. Don't you, church? I want Jesus to shine so bright in my life. The Bible says that men will know the works of Christ in me, the hope of glory, the hope of glory. How many of you want your light to shine before the men? How many of you want that to be so bright before the Lord Jesus Christ? That it's so bright, the hope of glory. How many of you want to influence your family? How many of you got family that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior? And you want to, imagine you want to influence their life? You know what? I'm going to have to watch what I say, where I go, and what I do. I want them saved more then I want to fulfill my own desires. Oh, I, I, we all got those fleshly desires. We all said amen, right? They don't. See, church, we have, I want to just teach for about two minutes and then we're going to close. When you give your heart and life to Christ, listen to this, your spirit is changed. Amen? Your spirit is changed. But the Bible doesn't tell me that my fleshly desires changes. That's why Paul said, that's why Paul said, I have to crucify him. That's my part. That's my part. I've given my heart and life to the Lord, and my desires should change, right? But still, I have to crucify the flesh. Now, I knew when I preached this sermon there there wouldn't be no running, no aisles. I knew there wouldn't be a lot of shouting. I knew there wouldn't be a lot of hipping and hopping. Do you know why? Pinch, your, pinch yourself. Huh? The old flesh don't like it. And neither does the flesh like to be crucified. It don't like it. It don't like to be crucified. It don't like to be told no, does it? Does your flesh like to be told no? If you were my dad, and this is the honest truth, I'd get two or three whippings a day, and my dad would literally say, I don't know. And I've said this before, what don't you understand about no, the N or the O? And to you and I, that's kind of funny, but none of us like no. I don't like no at 54 years old. And neither do you. We have to crucify this old flesh. And God through his Holy Spirit will reign in our life. You want your light to shine before men? You crucify your flesh. And the Spirit starts coming alive in your spirit. Come on, church. I wish I had time to preach. It, when your spirit starts to come alive, when you crucify your flesh. Amen? This sounds like a hard sermon. It sounds like a, you know, a whipping sermon, but it's not. What it is to, to have us to look at our life this morning and say, this week, is there going to be anything that dims my life in a darkened world to someone I may be win to Christ for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand this morning.
Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, when their light shined, the Bible says that 3,000 converts got saved in the book of Acts. Every head bowed and every eye closed this, this morning. I want you to ask yourself this question. As I've asked the same question to myself. Is there anything that is dimming my light to a lost and dying world? To my family? To my friends? Maybe your co-worker? Is there anything dimming your light? Please, every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. And if you were here, just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, uh, there is something in my life that's been dimming my life. And this morning, I'm going to give it over to the Lord. Would you just raise your hand? Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. 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 Thank you, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody else this morning, just say, Pastor, that's me. I got a few things in my life that is dimming my life this morning. And, 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 and would you just pray with me as a congregation that I ask the Lord to take this out of my life. Heaven, you like me, you'll, you'll say this morning, Father, will you help me crucify my flesh more? Would you raise your hands this morning? Wow. All over this building. All over this building. Father, we just going to close in prayer this morning with a just a congregational altar call as we, God, just look into our hearts this morning, Father. Not a sermon about prosperity or a sermon about healing or, but God, just a sermon to look into our life this morning. Are we the light of the world, the hope of glory? We want our light to shine so much before men that our Heavenly Father will be glorified in His works. We're asking you this morning, Father, that you would forgive us of anything, anything in our life that is hindering our light to shine to a lost and dying world. And Father, we ask you to purify us and cleanse us this morning of people that love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We want to shine to this lost community. We want to shine to our families. And we want to shine to this lost and dying world. So anything that is hindering our light, we're asking you, Lord, that you would forgive us this morning. And in Jesus' name, that we would walk holy and pure before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. Let's